this is Odds and Ends. A lot of our time in college is booked up from day one. We have to sleep, we have to go to at least 12 hours of classes, we have to take care of ourselves, and we have to make money to survive. Every other moment, we fill with our hobbies and our friends. If we're really lucky, we can find a place that allows us to make a difference by either bringing joy to people or fighting to make their lives better. This week, we cobbled together two stories. One of a student that's devoted his time to music. The other, a group of dedicated Longhorns that are taking relationship violence head on. First up is a story from Clark Dalton. Clark was interested in average students trying to hit it big. He talked to one student that's combining his musical talents with a small dorm room, some cheap software, and a whole lot of passion in the hopes of becoming a star. So let's sing a song. What can we sing? Where words fail, music speaks. Music has a unique capability to talk to the heart. The notes and lyrics tell stories and express feelings that can't be described in a sentence, deepening our understanding of the world. For centuries, we've been touched by songs, regardless of their form. Historically, the music industry was ruled by expensive studios with high-tech equipment that produces impressive work, leaving people who can't afford fancy equipment out. Additionally, audiences have trouble relating to the creators behind the art form. But this is beginning to change. With low-cost softwares like GarageBand, it's never been easier for new voices to tap into this musical revolution. One individual on the 40 acres is taking advantage of this newfound accessibility. A 19-year-old advertising freshman is starting to make a name for himself on the Austin music scene. Sloan Struble is the frontman of a band called Dayglow. They've grown rapidly this past year with songs like Can I Call You Tonight hitting over 2 million plays on Spotify. Success has propelled them to play large-scale venues like South by Southwest. This week, I caught up with Sloan to discuss his meteoric rise. I've always loved like making music. I remember my cousin showed me the app GarageBand um, when I was like nine or ten, um, and yeah, I just fell in love with like making music. Um, I was taking guitar lessons for a while, but I quit. Um, but I just kind of like self-taught myself from YouTube um, from scratch, just like how to play. Um, quite a few instruments, um, just like piano and guitar. Um, and both of my parents were kind of country singers. And so I guess that's like in my blood where I got the music from. But yeah, I've just kind of through self-discovery, um, just kind of made music um, for as long as I can remember. That curiosity would blossom into a true passion when Struble began to compose his own pieces. I bet probably like when I was like 10 or 11, I like wrote my first song, but I wouldn't say like it was like a, a good song or anything. Like I, w- I would probably say like when I was about 15, I was writing good stuff, um, stuff that I s- would still be proud of. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've been making and producing music for a very long time. Although Struble's parents had experimented with country singing, they didn't force him down this path. 
which allowed his self-realization as a musician. They, they didn't like travel like as country singers while I was alive. My dad toured a little bit with a band um, and my mom sang as well. Um, but they just like sing at church um, and, and stuff like that. And so I was, I mean, they're extremely talented singers. Um, so I think that's just like in my DNA, um, but they definitely weren't like, all right, we gotta like get you to these lessons. And like, there wasn't like a bunch of instruments laying around the house or anything. I kind of just like discovered it on my own and um, really, um, yeah, just on my own time started to do music stuff. The production process is rudimentary since his studio is in his apartment. Yet, the thought behind the songs are truly priceless. I seek inspiration from um, everything, and I don't want that to sound like too meta, but I, I really do like translate a lot of things into music. Um, I I tend to feel things pretty deeply, um, and so, yeah, I mean, whether it's just like something that literally happened in my life or something I see happening in somebody else's life that can inspire me um, lyrically um, and instrumentally, I, I definitely feel the songs that I'm writing um, and feel a personal connection to them. Um, but yeah, I mean, sometimes I'll just be like listening to an album I love and I'll think like, all right, I want to make something like that, or I will... Um, just kind of like get in a zone where I can just like write and sometimes it's kind of an interesting thing it happened a lot with Fuzzy Brain um, the songs on Fuzzy Brain is I'll write a song and I have no idea like what I'm talking about or like what the song is about it just like comes together um, and it feels like I'm not even the one writing it and then like a couple weeks later something will happen and I'll be like that's what the song was about um, so it's kind of like I write songs about the future, uh, which sounds like super, super meta, but um, I've, I've had a couple songs I'm writing right now that I wrote like months ago and recently it's clicked on what that song is about. Um, and maybe it's just like me relating to it, um, but a lot of times I don't write about um, something specific. I mean, there are scenarios where I do, but um, yeah, the songs just kind of like form their own lives. Um, it's, it's a really interesting thing. Ironically, the songs that strike a chord with listeners can come quickly, which Trubel learned during the process of making Can I Call You's Night. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just catchy. Um, the music video is funny. Um, I, it's just a fun song, but a lot of people have like emotionally connected to it a lot more than I thought would. Um, but yeah, the inspiration behind Can I Call You Tonight um, it's kind of just like a lot of small moments and symbols that happened um, between me and a person. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just kind of a song of like random moments that I just piled all together into one song. Um, but yeah, the, the inspiration, or um, sorry, the instrumental um, had been like, sitting on my computer for like maybe six months and I didn't have any any lyrics um, and then one night um, it just came to me after I'd gotten off the phone with someone 
Um, and I wrote the lyrics in probably like five, ten minutes. Although the music is fun, it has been taxing academically, leading to a tough life-changing decision. It's hard because it just drains you. Um, say like, you're, you're just like combating two different sides of, of your brain and um, I'm like in class thinking about music, but when I'm trying to write, I'm thinking about what I have in class. Um, and it's just hard to put all my energy into something. Um, I don't wanna be a person who's half-hearted um, and just like stretching myself thin. And so it's been hard to balance and, and find, but um, yeah, next next year I'm probably gonna go, or I am <laughs> like all the way gonna go and put my focus in music um, because it thankfully can, can become a job for me right now, um, which is incredible. Um, yeah, but it's, it's, it's very hard to balance. Um, I was skeptical at first. I thought I would be able to do it, but it's, it's, it's a lot to juggle, for sure. Getting in is easy. Staying in is hard. Struble is fully aware of the tribulations that he will face while embarking on his new path. In spite of this, he seems fully prepared to approach this challenge. It's not about the admiration he receives after crushing a concert or acquiring lofty awards. It's about doing what you love the most. On that note, it's time to end with a treat. Sloan was kind enough to let us listen to a new project he's currently working on. You're in luck. This is a brand new sound that has never been heard before. Our second story is from Bianca Canal, who looked into a group on campus that spends their time advocating for those who have experienced interpersonal violence. Hear her emotional account of two events held in support of April, Sexual Violence Prevention Month. Bianca Canal with Daily Texan Audio, and this is Speaking Out. If you're listening, please take note that the following content contains triggering subject matter, including interpersonal violence and sexual assault. If you're still with me so far, I invite you to listen thoughtfully and with empathy. If you don't know already, April is Sexual Violence Prevention Month. Maybe this month means a lot to you. Maybe you're an activist, maybe you're a survivor, maybe you're an ally. Regardless, I'm here to recognize the students on campus doing everything they can for this cause. I'm also here to recognize the students deeply affected by issues like this. And hopefully, 
I can create a further conversation about the issue. I started by talking with Voices Against Violence. So my name is Sharon Hofer and I'm the Prevention Specialist for Voices Against Violence. So a lot of my job looks like uh, trainings and workshops, primarily for students but also for faculty or staff if they're interested. I also am the advisor for the Voices Against Violence student organization, which is an awesome group of really dedicated students who plan events like Take Back the Night and Breaking the Silence every year. This led me to the student organization directly. Co-president Ali Aiden told me more about the group's activism. So basically our goal is to educate people, students on the UG campus about consent and interpersonal violence and support survivors. And we define interpersonal violence as dating violence, sexual violence, and stalking. One of the many events VAV hosts in April is Take Back the Night. Take Back the Night took place about three weeks ago now. It was a rainy Tuesday night, so instead of raising voices in the main mall, the group moved to WAG 210. The room was lit only by the faint hue of candles. For the first hour, different artists performed in honor of survivors. The mood was uplifting and powerful. The following hour was the speak out. I have never in my college experience witnessed an event so intimate. I felt inspired, and I continued to follow those speaking out. This brought me to Amplify. So Amplify is, a, as far as I know, it's, it's a crowdsourced production um, that amplifies UT women's voices and allows UT women to, to share stories uh, about their experiences. Giving women the opportunity to share their experiences allowed them to share a range of diverse perspectives. For our purposes, I will focus on the stories that directly addressed issues of sexual violence. One performance at Amplify portrayed a young woman calling her friend. She told her friend that she had been sexually assaulted earlier that week by mutual friends. She continued to talk about the confusion and feelings of despair that she was processing. You know, honestly, there were so many signs leading up to it, I should have seen them coming. Why did I freeze? I'm not the person who freezes, I guess I am now, but I should have fought back, I should have screamed, I should have hurt them while they were hurting me, I should have done something, anything. I'm so sorry this happened to you, but this isn't your fault. How is it not my fault though? In every other situation, I'm an advocate. I volunteer at a rape crisis center, I go out of my way to fight for women, but it doesn't matter because I learn, you know, that I'm nothing. I'm worth nothing. I'm clearly not worth anything more than a piece of ass. Don't say that. All of us are here for you. We support you and we love you. I guess I shouldn't go back to what things were before. <laughs> back to who I was before, but I know that I can't. I know that I'm not that person anymore. It's just a relief to tell someone honestly. Thank you for being here for me.
She continued to talk about the feelings of confusion and despair that she was processing. The performance ended with the friend receiving another call. The actors indicated that the call was likely coming from someone who was also sexually assaulted. It highlighted the prevalent nature of the issue and the cyclical pattern of dialogue. According to the National Sexual Violence Resource Center, 20 to 25% of college women and 15% of college men are victims of forced sex during their time in college. And more than 90% of sexual assault victims on campuses do not report that assault. These experiences are difficult to talk about, but they're essential. If anyone wanted to get connected to Voices Against Violence, the clinical services, which are individual and group counseling, advocacy, and safety planning, um, then they would get in contact with the Counseling and Mental Health Center main line, and then they would go through that intake process and get connected to a VAV clinician. April has been dedicated to speaking out. But the conversation does not end at the end of this month. UT organizations like Not On My Campus, the Institute on Domestic Violence and Sexual Assault, and of course, Voices Against Violence, are always here to listen and to help anyone take action. The sun has been set for hours And she's rising again That's all for this episode of Odds and Ends. Thanks to Dayglow for letting us use their music. This episode was produced by Morgan Keeler and Bianca Canal. Make sure to subscribe to this and all our other podcasts on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure and follow Texan Audio at Texan Audio on Twitter, where we'll have all of our content, everything from our sports podcast, our Texas Ledge podcast, our ridiculous Game of Thrones podcast, and more odds and ends throughout the next few weeks before we end the semester. But thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.